So a software developer who had worked for a train manufacturer stole thousands of documents, including the source code for the software used to drive the trains. Uh, once you know he stole the documents, he fled to China to avoid prosecution. A simple way to define source code would be the uh, instructions and the ingredients to software. So take a Big Mac, for example. Um, you know, the ingredients and the instructions McDonald's has and puts the puts that all together in a way that you get the Big Mac, right? When you get the Big Mac, you get the end result of the uh, ingredients and the instructions put together in a particular way. So that's an example of source code software being put together in a particular way with these type of ingredients and the end result is the software. So anyways, um, you know, weeks after this person had started at the, for this train company, you know, still in thousands of documents, he was employed for a few months and got fired. But once upon firing, still had access to the company network and continued to steal thousands of documents. So while he was working, it looks like they were able to figure out that he was poking at different companies uh, in China um, to figure out where he was going to work. Right. So if I was to break this down. It looks like, OK, so first of all, this is called an inside threat. It's pretty much self-explanatory, but it's where an internal employee does something intentional or unintentional that causes the company to have a security event. So what this guy did was obviously intentional, but you also have unintentional uh, insider threats where carelessness or negligence, right? So I'll do a deeper dive on insider threats later because it deserves its own video. But uh, so first of all, there was no, or it appears there was no internal access controls um, or limitations on what this person had access to, right? I mean, of course, they're a software developer. It's likely they they had they needed certain parts of access. But if this person was able to steal thousands of documents weeks after starting, I can't, I don't really believe it that they needed this that much access to documents. So what likely happened is this, you know, he was given access to a, a drive or a folder or something, and it had all the documents inside of it. And his job was to do something specific, and he realized that he had access to a bunch of other things. Uh, so it also appears that the business did not exercise something called principal of lease privilege, right? I just mentioned this a few seconds ago where the software developer was not given the bare minimum to do, you know, their job, right? You have a job to do, you get the bare minimum tools to do your job. If you need any more than what you have, you request it and it's given to you, it's documented, and that's how proper security is done. Uh, so, and lastly, again, I mean, this, this person who was terminated, there's no proper offboarding procedure to ensure that access will completely cut off, right? Uh, many businesses struggle with this. You know, of course, they don't keep track of what employee and software uses. And again, employees pretty much nowadays have the ability to kind of install and, you know, use software, you know, log into software as needed. So it does propose a, a very difficult challenge for businesses. But being able to continue steal documents after you've left is a no go. But um, so, you know, from my perspective, I can see this two ways, right? This person had intentional direction, intentional direct intentions to steal company information and, you know, go to China, right? So he could have been picking out companies and found this locomotive train company 
and said, okay, I'm going to find and steal this company. You know, I'm going to look for companies that can buy it from me or whatever. But what's also another one is more of what likely could have happened is the crime of opportunity where, you know, he was just working or whatever and realized that he had access to everything and was like, oh, my goodness, you know, and, and opportunity starts knocking around in his head. And he says, oh, my gosh, I could I could I could do something with this. And so these are these are two things that, you know, commonly that businesses have to uh, fight against, because, you know, if you give someone an opportunity to do something not supposed to do, it's a very good chance that they're going to do it. I mean, it's the same as like leaving money laying around on the table. Um, you know, everybody's honest until nobody's looking. So anyways, um, insider threats, you know, involving, you know, employees fleeing to China is actually very popular, right? There are hundreds of cases where American businesses have had um, employees, you know, steal documents, steal, you know, secrets, whatever, and leave to China. So, you know, this has happened to Tesla recently. This has happened to another company uh, here in the Bay Area called Micron and uh, many other businesses it's happened to. So an action item for businesses is to, you know, basically number one is to make sure you have, you know, internal controls on sensitive documents. If the more sensitive the information is, the more resources that need to be put behind securing it. Obviously, you need to make sure you have proper offboarding controls. When, when people leave the company, they shouldn't have access to anything anymore. Um, and then, you know, again, um, you know, you don't want to kind of target a particular person from a particular country or a race. But if you were dealing with R&D type of information, which is like train manufacturer stuff, then understanding that, hey, it's possible that this person could steal and leave and go to China. It doesn't mean that you target this person and start, you know, doing things that are kind of, you know, not OK. But it does mean that you need to think about this because it happens more times than not. It doesn't mean that all Chinese people are bad. It doesn't mean, you know, anything having to do with release, but it is a risk. And businesses who continue to ignore this are going to end up getting their information stolen and a competing Chinese product being created and wiping them away. It's already happening. You cannot secure your business if you don't have information to secure it. If you Google how to prevent business from being hacked, what you'll get is over 200 million responses on how to protect a business. But what you won't get is an answer for your business. At Revamp Cybersecurity, we're about getting answers to protect your business. No marketing, no hidden software, no snake oil, just answers. Head over to revampcybersecurity.com now to get answers to any question. That's revampcybersecurity.com.